to the Runner X Podcast, where we talk about all things running. As many runners know, it's 90% mental. So join Coach Valerie and Coach Caroline as we go through the mental side of running. We're back at the Runner X podcast, and I'm um, Coach Caroline, and I'm here with Coach Valerie. And we've had a lot of people ask, uh, what is Runner X? What, what does that mean? So I've got Coach Valerie here, and she's going to answer the question Coach, <laughs> what is Runner X? What, what, what is, is this? Right? What is Runner X? Well, Runner X is, by the way, I got the name because uh, RX is prescription. And so at the time when I developed the name, I was very heavy into CrossFit and all of the workouts would have what's called an RX, meaning they would prescribe, this is the weight we recommend or prescribe, and then you choose to do whatever you're able to do. And so I thought, oh, that's really cool. So I thought Runner X because I thought the prescription of running pain-free. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And so people, and people that are not, that anyone can kind of relate to RX when they get a prescription. However, instead of thinking like, so anyway, that was my basis of the name. The way I started the whole thing is kind of like everybody else. I got into running years ago and started coaching other people in running and all of us were getting injured. And I thought, well, that's not that's not great. We all go, oh, that's normal. <laughs> well, <laughs> right? be, which right? isn't well, normal. <laughs> to be fair, and this is really probably kind of funny for younger people, but I started out only working in a gym and teaching a lot of group fitness classes. And you had to be certified for everything you taught. So when I decided to be a running coach, I looked for a running certification. So I actually oh. went and sought out, you know, and there wasn't one. You yeah. couldn't go and get like step Reebok. You could, everybody get step spinning, you name it, <laughs> you can go get it. Yeah. There's not, there was not one for running. So I sought, I went and sought out more information and I was just lucky enough to find there is a way to run. And as we were all getting injured, my clients were so thankful to learn something to help them to run pain-free. So I assumed, oh, everyone's going to want this. I wasn't really part of like the running community because again, I was a more of a gym trainer. So then when I started meeting people in the community or I went to a running shoe store, first of all, and said, hey guys, I found this way you can learn how to run and not hurt your knees. They made fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, they said to me, um, that's so nice little lady, but there's not a way to learn how to run. Everyone should just run how they should. Everyone just runs. It's natural. You know, there's running is natural. And I thought, well, gosh, if it was so natural, why are we all so bad at it? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, exactly. 80, 85% of runners are injured yearly. And that number hasn't changed since I started becoming a running coach 22 years ago. So, and running's not that old. It's only since the seventies that we've had the recreational running. So right. long story short, I decided I believed in this so much because the people that were willing to take the time to go through this with me were all running pain-free. Now let's yeah. go back and say this. Who were these people? They were clients of mine that had gone from doing group fitness classes to thinking, I'll try this running thing. This was still yeah. relatively new, right? And, right. And if in the beginning when you try something, it really hurts, why would you want to keep doing it? Yeah, that's true. You know, that's true. like this was before the really cool swag. This was like back when, <laughs> you know, like there wasn't even cameras or you couldn't tell someone, hey, I ran this much. We didn't have social media. <laughs> 
So, right, um, right. And, and honestly, back in the day, this is what always cracks me up is when it was first running, this was honestly before even women were running marathons and we're both right. women, obviously. And, and people were taking on their converse, you know, high tops and going out and running. I mean, there was no, oh, yeah. there was no special shoe or anything to run with it. So Correct. in the, in the certification, um, you talk, I know we've talked more and you can tell me more about Dr. Romanoff and the pose method. He found that there actually is a standard of movement. Can you talk about that? Absolutely. So that was the best part for me, by the way. When I found Pose Method and Dr. Romanoff, he's the founder of Pose Method. Again, I was just really lucky. The timing, uh, nobody was in, was, there was not a lot of, um, nobody was discussing this back then. So I was very fortunate. I got to work with him for several years. And the best part for me was he said, and it makes so much sense, he, he found that every runner runs what's called through the pose. And it's just the running pose. And what it is, it's a, it's a position of balance where the body's in balance and it's able to take advantage of using gravity to accelerate. And then you pull the foot up from the ground. And what's really great is it's what, and he'll say this, it's the body's natural blueprint. So we're using how the body was already developed for running. We're just getting you back to where that was. And again, you know, that's why people say running is natural. It absolutely is natural. However, if you have not been developing any kind of movement pattern that works for that movement, it's not going to be natural for you. And that's where people... And then then I was going to say, you've talked about this before. As we become teenagers, we become um, self-aware or self-conscious and we stop doing... We start not falling, Right. Oh yeah, which is part of the is is part of the method you teach, correct? Correct, and that's the biggest fight, by the way, in the community. I think most runners would say, you know, they, you know, again, the, I hear these things a lot where people will talk about their stride length, or you know, shortening their strides, or even cadence, which are all byproducts. Because if you truly just let go and use gravity, which is freely available, and you actually fall. None of those other things you have to you have to worry about. They're just happening. Your stride length will increase. Your cadence will increase. You'll get off the ground sooner. You'll use muscle elasticity. See, so if everybody would, again, it was just such a, for me, the mental, like, letting go of having to try to get people to control all of their movements was, if that's the freedom of running. Think about, like, if you're doing, um, I don't know, a, a, a class, um, on spinning, for example, people really like the, the stationary cycling. Well, they, they sit on their bike and then what's their job to pedal. Right. Right. And once they feel comfortable with that, then they get more and more efficient. It's the same in running. If you have the correct running, running is one step repeated over and over and over. If you're, if you're repeating the same correct movement over and over, you're so much less likely to get injured. And and so it's, and it was to say, it puts, it, it's something that I've, you and I've talked about before, you know, in our years of conversation, if you know how to do something correctly, um, then you're, like you said, it's going to become, it's going to start with being what conscious, you're conscious of your movements. So you're consciously competent. And then you eventually move into a place of unconscious competence, which is natural. And a great example that I think we've talked about before is squatting. So there is a correct way to squat and we do it every time we go to the bathroom. 
(laughs) You know, nobody squats leaning over to go to the bathroom. We just don't. We squat correctly to sit on the toilet or to sit in a chair. But then we go to the to our workout place and suddenly we don't know how to sit in a chair anymore. Suddenly we don't know how to squat anymore. We lean over and do it incorrectly. Um, And is that because we're now conscious of doing something where now I have to, quote unquote, run correctly? So this is a great question because it's called perception. And this is the biggest challenge. So you're developing an awareness. So first you have to even be aware that there is a correct movement. If I've never been coached in a squat, no one's ever watched me squat. I just do it how I do it. I've adapted to like Valerie's squat, my own personal movement pattern. And say I continue doing that and my back starts to hurt, right? And I go to the chiropractor or I go to a trainer and they're like, oh my goodness, let me help you correct that movement. They put me in the correct movement so that I'm aware I can feel what that correct movement feels like. Now I know how to do that movement correctly, right? And then I might have to do things like work on my strength to be able to do the movement correctly or mobility or whatever it is. But first I have to be aware that there is a correct way to do it. Agree with you that there's a correct way to do it. And then put myself, get put in the proper movement pattern. Okay. This, so that this brings is it, the switch. So that brings us back to Runner Rex, right? And that brings us back, kind of coming full circle, why you created it. And you met Dr. Romanoff and, and you learned pose, fall, pull, which is the elements of, right. and we can go more into that. Uh, you can also come to our website uh, to learn more about pose, fall, pull. But where does the Runner Rex come in? Where's the skill, strength, and self-care? And how does that it's like three and three. How does that relate? <laughs> so I, right. This is a, like, I call it the triangle within the triangle. The nice part, like say of pose, fall, pull. Pose is first. It's not a circle. The body has to be, you, you're pulling to recover pose. So you can fall. So once you're falling, then you pull. And so it's a constant triangle. So I feel the same with Run RX. We do skill, strength, and self-care. Well, the self-care, the strength and the self-care support the skill. So what that means is, because people will love to say to me, what's the best stretch? What's the best drill? What's the one best thing? I wish I had it. I'll give it to you. And what I say, and by the way, let me just backtrack for a second with RunRx. I love teaching the movement of running. And (laughs) when you connect with that and you can help another runner connect with what that feels like and they're doing it correctly, it is just a joy every single time. And as a trainer, we teach the same movements over and over and over again. So we're in a constant state of of coaching. However, with running, because the person leaves you, there has to be a completely different relationship. I have to be able to teach you in place so that when you go and leave and go run on your own, you're still feeling the same movement. Versus me standing there, like most trainers, if you're doing squats or spin or step or whatever, you never leave. I can correct you the entire time. When you run- I can do my five sets of squats or whatever. Yeah, and I can right there be like, hold your shoulders up, squeeze your glutes, whatever I need to tell you. Well, when you're off running, I don't have that ability. So that's the beauty of RunRx is I provide for you through coaching, the ability for you to practice and let me see your practice. And we rotate, we do a skill, and then we do a strength exercise, and then we do a self-care. So you're always balancing the three. So speak to me about that, uh, the, the idea of the prescription. You were saying that everybody wants a skill, but if you just teach me a skill, that, that's not enough, is it? 
Okay. So then the skill strength and self-care, how does that work? How do, how do you, how does that work into this? How does that triangle work in? So what, what we do at RunRx is we start by seeing your run. You send us a gait analysis. We, I watch it. I analyze it so you can see it. And the best part is once you see your movement, then what we do is we start teaching you the correct movement. One of the best things about what we do is we give you a small daily practice. If you just do what we ask that day, then what happens is you give your body and your mind both time to adapt and integrate that new movement as your run. And so instead of thinking, oh no, I need to change everything. No, you don't. You will see through your analysis, through your, through your, through your run, that most of you, almost every one of us, we already run through the pose. So none of, none of what I give you is about elimination. It's about adding to correct. So the fun part is you literally start with just learning the really basic fundamentals of running. And as you, today is, today might be 10 hops. Tomorrow might be a stretch. And everything that you're doing is simply to help you hold that correct movement. Right. That's the strength part. So as I learn the skill, we have the strength to teach me. So if I'm, for for example, I'm a, I'm a little, if, if you know me, I have a little bit of a paunch. So I might need to work on my core personally, right? To be able to hold my body weight right up mm-hmm. and then we do the self-care because maybe what got me running that way was because I have a tinge in my hip so Correct. just doing the skill practice is just gonna keep aggravating that unless I work on the strength Correct. and then work on the the self-care to break up what the muscle I've heard it what is it called muscle fascia <laughs> this is my right. lack of well and you know <laughs> but no and by the way that's so great to be open to saying that because I think about all of the people that For example, I hear this all the time from runners. They're like, oh my gosh, my hips are so tight. I should start doing yoga. And I always say back to them, yoga is a whole nother practice. If your hips are tight, if your hips are tight, think about the benefits of what if every morning you did 10 seated hip openers and the consistency of every day doing an opening for the hip, all of a sudden, my hips are not so tight anymore. Instead of thinking I have to go stretch for an hour. See, we have this like runners love volume. They love their mileage. So then they think if they have to stretch, it should also be for an hour. If I have to do strength training, oh my gosh, there's another hour. So then I think most people end up doing none of it because the, oh, running, is what, the running is what I love to do. Right. The running is what I do to keep myself sane and everybody, and you think, and so what you're seeing or what we are seeing is that people think that this is going to just add more time. And I only have Valerie, I only have 30 minutes, right? So you're just, your, your skill and your strength and the, even the self-care, you're not talking about more than a few minutes tacked onto the front end and the back end. Exactly, exactly. Now, something we had talked about um, this week that I thought was really interesting is I'm really bad about getting up in the morning and stretching. I just, I'm just not, that's not my first thing to think about. But I'll tell you, by the end of the day, eight, nine o'clock at night, I'm sitting there and I get up during a commercial and I stretch. That's the same thing, right? It doesn't matter when I do it as long as I'm doing it. Correct, In a thousand percent. And that's, again, other arguments that are so unnecessary. People are like, should I stretch before? Should I stretch after? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, because my thing is we're moving. We should be moving all the time. You don't start your day and just because you went running should be the end of movement. 
And especially at the end of the day, when maybe I've been sitting for a while or I stood all day or whatever it is, think about the joy your body gets from just getting to relax. Remember, muscles contract and release. So they're not really stretching. What you're doing is letting them release. Let them not have to work so much. That's what you're doing. And so, yes, that's the best part. It's just the consistency. If I do it at some point today, it's going to be a great day or a great night. So just to wrap it up, what we're talking about with RunRx is really taking the pose method, which is pose, fall, pull, which is a standard of movement. We teach you that. But then we, we take it to the next level and we teach you the skill and then the strength to reinforce that skill and then the self-care to fix the, the um, muscles that have now gotten atrophy or have scar tissue or are sore to reinforce the strength, to reinforce the skill. So that's why it's that triangle, right? Right. And also to really understand that it's also when I'm learning a new movement, even though I've been running forever and even though running is natural, you really need to it's a it's an awareness and it's um, you need the guidance. Thank you for joining us on the RunRx podcast. If you'd like to know more, join us at www.runnerx.fit. And if you have additional questions that you'd like answered on the podcast, email us at support at runnerx.fit.